You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of Back guys, what's up, my man? How's it going, teacher? Man, we had a couple really good episodes today, man. I'm, st- I'm still a little bit um, starstruck from uh, from Homo Riot. Yeah, um, man. That was, uh, and and the dude that we came from, basically our high schools used to play football against each other. You know, that's neither one of us played football or anything like that. But that's, we lived about a half hour away from each other in Northwest Florida. Yeah, the Redneck uh, Riviera. <laughs> <laughs> And now he is a uh, you know a gay street artist, and and I'm this other street artist. Yeah, I mean in what, California. What are the chances, man? You, you know what I mean. So anyway, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and meet our our gentleman we have here. Yeah, you know what? I want to introduce uh, Mr. James Dawkins, man. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's <laughs> great to be here. Dude, thanks for coming all the way up to the Encino. Uh, the we call this the West Side Studio. The West Side Studio. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I love it out here, by the way. You know, uh, James actually, we got James Chen and James Dawkins today here with us. Yeah, I'm not going to be confused at all. (laughs) But I'm sure you can hear the difference in our voices, man. My man James has a, you know, nice, sexy, very white voice. I'm I'm a little jealous. Hey, it's years of smoking, man. You you know what I mean? For for me, man. (laughs) Well, I've got that covered, but I still sound like a 50 year old man. I am, but, you know, that's beside the point. Anyway, but you know what? You guys have something uh, in common, actually. I mean, you guys aren't from the same part of Florida, but you guys are actually both from Florida, man. You're from Florida, too. Yes, boy. Today's Florida Day. Yes. I'm telling you, man. Florida's got it. You just got to get out of there. That's all. You just got to get out of there. Once you realize what you are, you just got to, you know. I I really agree, if you want the opportunities, at least. Where in, where in Florida are you from? Uh, born and raised in Miami, a small part of Miami called o- Opalaka, like a suburb of Miami. I'm sorry, what, what was the name of it? It's, it's, it's a weird name. It's called Opalaka, O-P-A-L-O-C-K-A. It's, it's oh, weird. I know it. I just wanted you to say it again for everybody else. Opa-laka. Like, I'm from Florida, dude. I've, there's a, an area called Withlacoochee. Yeah, yeah, Willacoochee. Yes, yeah, I'm... see? <laughs> Florida boys, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I, I think instead of... I, I make music with James, man, okay, JD. Actually, I refer to him as JD because, uh, you know, I, whenever I know another James, I always... Good, okay, you, I'm going to call know, him JD then. Yeah, call right? him JD. Yes, sir, yeah, that's, yeah. That's and then, uh, anyways, I think the best way to introduce a, a musician, like, to some people is through his music, man, so... Uh, oh, uh, dude, yeah. Of yeah, you know what, James is... Uh, JD, he's such a talented uh, multi-instrumentalist, man, so... Uh, uh, Let's hear it, dude. I'm gonna play a song for you, man. Is there anything you want to say about this song before? Because it choked me up, man. Like honestly, it's that good, man. Is there anything you want to say? Like you know, well, no pressure. You said he's getting choked up over here. <laughs> you don't have to get choked up either. It's well, there there is one thing that I want to say, and it's that um, the vocalist. He's a good friend of mine. His name is Jay Ronell. So I was initially gonna do this song as an instrumental. And we called him in the studio, and we loved what he did. So thank you, Jay Ronell, for singing on. He was on, my, like, American my, Idol, too. Or yes, he did. Right? Well, yeah. yes. Ooh. All right. Yeah, man. So uh, without further ado, man, James Dawkins.
voices in my life and time I've sung a lot of songs and I've made some bad rhymes I've acted out my life in stages with 10,000 people watching but we're alone and I'm singing this song to I know your image of me is what I'd hope to be I treated you unkindly, darling, can't you see There's no one more important to me Baby, can't you see through me We're alone and I'm singing this song to you you taught me precious secrets of a true love with more than nothing. You came out in front when I was hiding. And now my world is so much better. And if my words don't come together, listen to the melody, cause my love. Space or time. I love you for my life. You're a friend of mine. And when my life is over, just remember when we were together and we were alone, and I would sing this song. My man JD is so talented, man. So I'm a two to Well, the piano kills me, man. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, shit. I, I see you all choked up. Yeah, <laughs> no, I need a minute. And, and if I could just add to that, um, I just want to say that um, that's only my arrangement of the song. That song was published uh, many years ago. Um, Ray Charles has a version of it as well as Donny Hathaway. So 
That was the that was the one cover on my album that I wanted to cover. Yeah, so, yeah. You well, know, I love your version of it, dude. Thank you. It's Good amazing. Stuff. I've heard I've heard the Ray Charles version too, man. And you know what? The thing is, like, it doesn't choke me up, even though it's a great song, man. But every single time I hear your track, man, I, I wanted to show that one. It's a great album, man. Miami Bossa, dude. It's got a bunch of stuff that I just wanted to show you. The one that kind of just made me cry, dude. And I think the style of music that. Um, James uh, ha has pursued for the last album, basically. Uh, you, you know, a lot of it is jazz-inspired, man, and uh, it's an awesome album. He has that Miami flavor, but you know what? One of the things that I want to kind of touch on is that he's in L.A. a lot these days, man. And, uh, you know, what do you think about L.A. compared to Miami, man? Well, um, there is a slight comparison um, in both being large cities, but in the area of music and entertainment, um, Miami is, you know, it really big, like in the hip hop genre, um, sure. Latin culture, uh, different genres, but specifically in the area of jazz, soul, funk, um, there's a little bit of, vo of a void in mm. ven available venues. So LA, they have venues for days, opportunities for it. So. Both of them have tropical weather, palm trees everywhere. Um, people, the snowbirds come to both locations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. For for a musician, um, I, I will be honest and say, for my personal career, everything has happened in LA. Oh, definitely. Well, dude, man, you know, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm just gonna give a little bit of a, you know, just history on James, so he doesn't have to kind of just talk a little bit about something. Um, man, you know, the last time I saw James perform, man, I mean, this guy got me front row seats to Casey and the Sunshine Band with Cool and the Gang opening up, man. <laughs> Who was he playing with? And Brit, uh, went with Brit too, you know what I mean? And well, J James was playing with Casey and Sunshine what? Band. He's he was one of the Sunshine. Oh, dude! Band, <laughs> well, of course. I mean, uh, you play piano like that, you can play with any. Anybody. Exactly, man. Any I mean, artist. I mean, uh, you know, you're kind of like a hired gun for them for a little while, right? Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, wow. you know, but now he's going to move on and kind of just like do a lot of his uh, uh, solo stuff, man. And, y you know. Like a uh, true artist. Yeah, man. Moving on, experimenting, and continuing to, to grow. I love yes. it, man. Yeah, you know, but, you know, this guy doesn't just play the piano, man. I mean, you know, we got a track coming up, and I don't want to release it early, but I just got his little approval when he heard it through my phone, basically. But uh, he's digging it, and he plays the the bass on it, man, so I'm just honored to be... Uh, he plays the bass, too. Yeah, yeah, and he's good-looking, man. What the fuck, right? <laughs> okay, what, uh, what other instruments do you play? Um, well, well, by the way, thanks for that, James. I, 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 I owe you for that one. Um, so I play bass guitar, I play trumpet, um, I play the melodica, I play drums, um, I play guitar as well. But what I play the best, I'd say, of course, keyboards uh, and, hey, and bass guitar. That's I, I right. I would say man. they're both up there. I would agree with you on the keyboards, man. Jeez, that song. Oh, I played piano for like about four years when I was young. I started playing because my brother started playing and he got a piece of candy when he was done. Like, I was six years old, you know what I mean? I just wanted to get a piece of candy, but I enjoyed being able to play the piano. But my parents, they wanted me to, like, excel at it, and so they had, uh, had to do um, recitals and the guild. 
at that age, I just wasn't ready for that kind of pressure. Yeah. Oh, no, man. I had a piano. But, dude, when I hear yeah. the piano played like that, man, whew, it breaks me up. Yeah, man. And, you know, I'm telling you, man, like, I had I had a piano teacher, too, man, when I was a kid. And that was the, I always say piano was a, a you know, a, I quit that so fast because the, my teacher was just such a bitch, man. Like, it, mm. <clears throat> you know, she was one of the uh, piano teachers that would literally hit your hand with a stick and things Jeez. like that, you know? And she made my little brother cry. I was like, at like eight years old, I was already like, fuck this, man. Like, I'm not yeah, running up this just too kid. young to be putting that kind you, of... You know what I mean? So, um, but, but yeah, man, um, Again, I'm nowhere near a musician as James is, man. But uh, you know, I try. Man. I only DJ. Dude, I, I look I forward can... to hearing what you guys have put together. Yeah, man. I, I definitely. Because I like the stuff you do. You know what I mean? I've listened <laughs> to your stuff, and I and I Thanks, loved working to it. And kind. Everything. I love but, your music, by the way, as well. Thanks, man. And you know, just what I've heard of of JD's uh, work today. You know, I can't wait to hear it, bro. Yeah, man. I mean. Um, you know, is there anything you want to say to our audience, man? Normally, we have like a, this is a street art podcast. I know you're from Miami. He's told me about the Winwood Walls too that he he's going to tell us a little bit about too. Oh. But um, yeah, teaches a street artist. You met him before too. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, where like how is uh, Miami in, besides the venues different from uh, um, you know L.A. Basically, you know, I got a question for you. Um, <laughs> Because I've heard James mention this about as far as like trying to collaborate with with other people in the music business, and that it's it's tough. Like no one wants to, you know, uh, to work with you. A lot of egos, uh, man. Yeah, a lot of egos and stuff. Have you been able to tell like any difference uh, at all between the the scene in, in Miami as opposed to here in, in L.A.? Well, that's a great question, and I'm going to try to answer it. It's politically, you know, you don't yeah. have to mean no names or anything. <laughs> no, you know, no, definitely not, more, more in a general sense. But um, I would say that um, when, you're, when you are a better player, the, the competition can be fierce, even if it's not competition in, in your heart, just because you're at the top of your game, like, you, you have to just remain sharp at at all times because all, if I miss a call, then that could be something detrimental. So in other words, I need to stay ready. I, I can't be like getting ready. Like it's like a hired mm. gun for it. That's my mentality. You gotta stay in shape like yeah. all the time, ready yeah. to go. Yeah. And when that opportunity comes up, if you're not ready these days with, you know, all these little gadgets and everything, it's so easy to reach the next person. Yeah. You don't you don't have time to say, hey, give me a few weeks and let me dust off my chops. No, <laughs> you, I mean, you, you might be catching a flight the same night. Are you ready or not? That's, oh, damn, wow. dude. And what, yeah. what are the countries you, you, you know, I always say this, man, like, for, compared to, like, uh, I always say true musicians like JD, man, like us DJs, dude, we, we don't need to get ready the way that, uh, you, you know what I mean? And, so sometimes this guy's like, hey, I'm flying to Sweden tonight, you know what I mean? Like, I just have a USB stick, I bring that, I know my files, you know what I mean? And I read the crowd, it's kind of like an improvisational thing. But he has, you know, he has to know all the top 40 songs all the time, dude. Like, Well, and, and let me just tell you this, like, okay, you, you, I used to play the trumpet and marching band in, in uh, junior high, and just, we'll, get, we'll get to those stories another time, it's very embarrassing. But of what I know from playing the trumpet, you, you don't just... You know, all of a sudden, grab the trumpet, and after you no, haven't been playing for a while, no. and just start because you'll get a big fat lip. Yes, yes. You will mess your lips up. So, I mean, how many like 
if someone just was to call you and say, hey, can you be ready to play the trumpet, say, in two days? Well, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, just, I guess, f from, my, from my own intelligence, I, I wouldn't accept a gig that I knew I wasn't ready for. Like, mm. Smart. Like, if I got a trumpet gig right now, because I, I've been spending a lot of time on, on my bass guitar and keyboards, so I would have to prepare for something. I'm just being honest yeah. with you. It's magic, but not magic, you, yeah. you know? Yeah, but there's, yeah, there's a lot of work. <laughs> physical properties involved yeah. in the lips and, everything, and and conditioning them and everything. And Yeah, I mean, um, dude, James puts in the work. He's always telling me, man. I'm always like, hey, you know, call him up what you're doing. He's like, he's always putting in work for music, man. So it's like... That magic doesn't come like, you know, out of thin air, man. It's like it's a lot of grinding, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think essentially, um, whatever your field is, whether it's a live musician or a DJ or whatever, if you put the work in behind closed doors, when they lift the curtains up, it's just gonna fly in such a magical way because you prepared and you got options in your mind. So when you hit the stage, that's when the magic should happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. Um, so <coughs> I've got a question for you about um, Casey and the Sunshine Band, because I'm mm -hmm. huge, huge mm -hmm. fans. Uh, I actually saw them perform in Chicago live. Oh, uh, awesome, man. 20-something years ago. Um, how long, how long were you, did you play with them? Um, about a year. Wow. Where, like, what venues did, uh, did you guys play? Well, that's forbidden to talk about. I can't. I can't disclose. Well, I know that, that right. I saw him at the LA County Fair. Definitely. Yeah. No, there, there's what a. What states? Like what? Like what parts of the? Well, California is definitely one that they love for sure. No, there's a. Re I feel like um, there's a lot of, uh, um, like you said, forbidden things that we t musicians they like to keep talk about because there's deals that go on. And like, hey, oh. this person got this deal or at this date. Then they start talking about. Um, so it's like oh, wow. the, the cost of the venue. Because at the end of the day, unless you're a big management company, um, if you're an artist, you got to be a full-on businessman. You're throwing an event company. You're you're running an event. Right? You, you know what I mean? So like, um, I understand what you're trying to say, JD. You know, because those deals are basically. I mean, of course, you can just look on the tour. But like I said, I, I've been. No, uh, I, I had I've, no idea. You yeah, know, I was yeah. just wondering, like, I would. Like how many different like places or whatever. Oh yeah, but you know. But um, my so, association with that band is only a portion of yeah, the traveling yeah. I, I've done in addition to to them. But I'd say my favorite place um, that I've been that I personally like is um, Switzerland. Yeah, yeah, Switzerland. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, dude, man. I mean, do you feel like I feel like Europeans kind of like. Um, uh, they like uh, appreciate art and music a lot more, man. Well, you, you know, I, I I completely agree with you. I feel like over there, um, hospitality might be slightly better. I'm just saying, I'm love for the art. Mm, I see, I see. Yeah, I mean, we 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 kind of like noticed that when we went to Germany to do your uh, to do the trade show, right? I mean, oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, we went. Yeah, that was that was interesting. You know, we just we just realized that people take the time to like sit and like you know really really like talk to te teach about like you know all the art and they're just so they're like, just not caught up in the game so much over there. It seems yeah. like you know they're yeah. they're um, you know they're most people over there are not trying to you know rise up or do anything more than what everyone else does. And the, on top of that, especially in in Amsterdam, like. 
even if you are doing well, you can't be talking about it yes. and, and let it be known and yes. stuff. Yes. Whereas over here, you got to be promoting yourself. Like, oh, look at me, check it out. I did this, you know, I did this, check this out, you know, whatever. That's how you promote yourself in the States. Whereas, you know, in Europe, that scene is like showing off and, and you just don't do and that. That's forbidden, right? That's, I, I can dig <laughs> that, you know? Well, well let me ask you, man. Um, so like I said, let's let's uh, you know I, I want to promote James definitely as a solo th- a solo thing I, because like especially well, that was, was going to be my next question yeah. is okay so you, you were with Casey and the Sunshine Band for just a year, um, how many years uh, on the road other than that? Maybe. Multiple. Multiple. Maybe, let's Multiple. talk about his background. It'll be like a a nice uh, and you get a better understanding of a uh, uh, James because he's been a working musician pretty much like forever basically you know what i mean let's talk, what, what city i mean you what was the name of the city you're from man i'm from opalaka opalaka man <laughs> you, you know what i mean so so uh tell me a little bit about your your family man okay so i was born um born and raised in opalaka in in a christian household my, my dad was a pastor he had served in the u.s military he was a marine he also worked for the U.S. Postal Service. You know, local hardworking government. Dude, it doesn't get yeah. any harder working. <laughs> yeah, the Marines yeah. and postal. Are you? Yeah. And he's me? a pastor. <laughs> don't, don't forget. And and he just takes the time on the Sunday. So, in, in other words, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you, and I and I have to be honest with you guys. I can't pretend anything else. I have to give the proper credit to where it's due, to where it's due. Excuse me. So. What I do want to say is um, that at around five years old, I started playing drums in church. Mm. And I I was something like a child prodigy as a little boy. Wow. I'm, Definitely. I mean, I mean when, when I got good, like, I suppose at nine, I started um, playing keyboards, piano, and at, at around 13, it didn't take any time. Like, the local pastors like in the association excuse me with that associated with my father they were borrowing me to play at their funk church functions and i was getting home like three in the morning as a 13 year old yeah kid. man that's so, what i'm yeah. saying it's like it's, i don't know the, yeah. the answer I mean, brothers or sisters it's well it's, it's six of us and I, i'm number four in that number do any of your uh, siblings have musical talent as well man um not professionally, no. Okay, okay, interesting, man. Yeah. Man, you know what? Let me tell you something about my. I grew up in a, a, a Christian household as well, too. And me too. I, you know, yeah, it's interesting. This is definitely not a religious show at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's it, not. Yeah, it's yeah, you not. You can't help what you grow up. Yeah, with. no, but it's interesting because uh, we had our local uh, community Chinese church. Okay, and you know, I mean, it's not just Chinese, but it's the Chinese community. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, I go to that church area, and my mom saw that I had a liking for music, and she would always tell me to, uh, uh, "Why don't you play with those kids?" You know what I mean? And I was always like, for me personally, I was always like, "Dude, man, I'm into like rock and roll stuff, man. These guys are doing some like folk Christian songs and things like that." You know what I mean? <laughs> but let me tell you something, man. It's interesting because one thing, one genre of uh, uh, Christian music that has actually innovated, man, and actually is very, very important to uh, modern music as a just a whole genre is the the black gospel music, man. You, you, you know oh, what I mean? I so it's like it. it's a different level of music, man. It's but, not just yeah. your local. But, <laughs> you, you but know there's so I mean? many things infused with that gospel because it all it all started from jazz. 
Yeah. It 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 all infused to different areas. It's jazz and hip hop is jazz and there are influences of jazz in every genre of music. Influences of. Well, yeah, so, man. Even even rock and roll, man. Is yeah, influence, came from jazz. You know, it's rhythm and blues, and rhythm yeah. and blues came from blues came from yeah. you know. I mean, it came from jazz, basically. You know, it was like one of the first musical influences for you. To be honest with you, because um, I mean, you told me like at five years old, you're a prodigy on the drums. <laughs> I can't imagine who is going to be. You know, influencing you. Yeah, I mean, you know, who, who are you a fan of the Beatles, man? I love the There you Beatles. go. I, I got to always ask, you, you know what I mean? Because it's I like... I love the Beatles. And one of my favorite songs from them is a song called In My Life. Mm, that's what... You know what? That That is my favorite short-haired Beatles song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, my favorite, that's my favorite Beatles record. Oh, man, that's a beautiful record, man. Hey, if you don't, if you're a young kid listening to this, man, and just so happen to stumble upon the Street Art Podcast, man, and um, you're on this episode, man, and you don't listen to the fucking Beatles, I mean, I know that they're the most congratulated band ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody, you know, congratulates them, but there's a reason for that, man. They were know? highly successful at what they did. And, yeah. And they were pro- true professionals. It was the genesis, yes. man, you, you know? and But, you know, let's talk about jazz, man. I mean, um, yeah, who was your first music like jazz influence? Well, I'm I'm gonna Coltrane. Well, no, it started at a local level. Oh, okay. Because um, we had a um, a college that had a, an amazing uh, jazz program. Um, there's a guy, the late uh, Melton Mustafa. He's a he toured with Count Basie and all of those guys. He's a well famous uh, trumpet player. Sure, sure, sure. So in high school, um, we had to transcribe a. Com- a composition that he had arranged mm, mm. and we learned it went to state and won straight superior the highest rating wow so you're and in the marching band is it marching I, band I, or was, just? I was in the marching nice. band the jazz band the nice. symphonic band so <laughs> yeah dude oh you know what man That's right now we're kind of painting a picture of James where he grew up in this like nice cookie cutter like a beautiful household, but nah, man. Let me tell you something, man. This guy grew up in the fucking hood. I did, I did. <laughs> okay. And and you know, Opelika is the hood. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But but this is the thing, right? Um, I'm proud of where I came from, and I'm happy to give back. That's what I have to say about that. Well, then you were raised right. Yeah. Somewhere along the way, someone had some said the right influence on you, man. That's a beautiful thing. Thank you. Man, I'm just saying, like. It, you know, I work with a lot of uh, uh, just artists from the hood in the past, man. You know what I mean? And I'll tell you right now. And they have stories, right? <laughs> and they always have <laughs> stories, man. You know? So sometimes I'm just, I just think it's like it takes so much, man, to pull yourself out of a uh, uh, not as good roll of a dice a lot of times, man. You, you know what I mean? And it's just like a lot of respect, man. I mean, so let's talk about, I mean, you know, I saw a recent documentary on jazz. I mean, instead of talking about particular artists, man, let's kind of talk about the, uh, y- you know, just the culture of it, man. You know, all that, like, uh, you know, what? how does blues relate to jazz? Like, wh- wh- how does that connection? Is it like blues is first or jazz is first? I forget. It's blues first because mm-hmm. blues, um, you have the basic um, one, five, three, six, those changes right there. Those changes relate to blues and rock and roll in a simple form, just mm. bar chords. Okay. Jazz just 
um, gives you freedom. All of the in between notes, between the actual progressions, improvisation, basically, yeah, right? That's what jazz, e- jazz gives that. you the freedom. So, for for example, um, I, I don't want to give like a music theory course, but in a very uh, basic way. So let's just say if we had um, the key of C, right? Yeah, and um, I could voice that. Uh, quite a few ways mm-hmm. like I can make a C chord right here right there right there dun, like, dun, it's dun. like when, when you think options. of it like that the options become like wow because I see it as a bridge where everything kind of connects like so it's I love it man I, you know what it's it's like a visual int- equation kind of yeah, it's like a, you figure out like an algorithm when, uh, you know, and I think musicians, we spend our whole lives trying to fine tune and figure out that algorithm of like, hey, what pattern of stuff is the easiest way for me to create a hit song? <laughs> yeah. you, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's kind of like that. Well, I, you know what? I've, I, uh, when I was younger, I didn't really get jazz, wasn't really into it and everything. Sure. But that's because I was a bit of a control freak. Mm. You know, so I like to know what the hell is going on in the song. Sure. You know, I, I kind of want to know how long it's going to be, you know, mm. and everything. And then Never as, I got, as I got older, you know, um, and wanted to use music more to kind of separate myself from, you know, my normal everyday thoughts. I found that uh, jazz is a lot easier to do that with. That's so interesting. Because you don't know what's coming, you know, and, and, and it can change or whatever. So... You know, if I know what's coming, sometimes I can just work right past that and it doesn't separate me from, you know, what I'm going through. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess when, you know, modern pop music, what, you got the intro, verse, chorus. Yeah, that's verse. what I mean. You got the, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, but like, yeah, for, for example, jazz, I've always um, kind of heard it as, imagine it as kind of like a battle, you know, because everybody's trying to uh, make it like, flow when it still sounds good but people are gonna it's like a race people are gonna jump ahead and then now you gotta like all right this guy's ahead so you gotta let him go do his thing while everybody's still trying to like uh just kind of keep him going right it's it's, it's complex for sure yeah it's definitely complex it's it's an acquired taste i would say but but you know what man i don't want to pigeonhole james too in, in in just jazz and funk man because I'm telling you, man, this guy, like, he understands hip-hop, man. He, we're going to a DJ show tonight, man. Like, you know, I'll show him EDM. I hate using that term house music or whatever, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And he'll get it, man. You, you, you know what I mean? So it's just like, that's why I think, like, a lot of uh, artists and musicians these days, they say, oh, I'm this type of musician. I'm this type of musician. I do this. It's like, man, if you understand music as a just like a general and a love and a feel and expand your horizons, man, like, you know, I can't imagine, you know, we've we've talked to some artists and we're just like, oh, that guy's getting paid like a shit ton of money to do this one type of art. And then, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, right. maybe I'll do it in red today. I got a question <laughs> for you. So um, do you uh, do you see the music or or do you go more on a, on a feeling um, so, or the sound? So I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I transcribe most most of what I do. So yes, I write it down, I look at it, I internalize it, and then I hide my notes and just allow instincts to determine 
how it sounds when it comes out. It's literally like an, he's speaking another language that you, 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 you know it, what man. I mean. That's amazing. Well, what about what about like synesthesia, dude? A lot of I don't. This kind of like some hippy dippy shit, dude. A lot of people are like, oh yeah, I see the colors of the music, man. And I I understand what they're saying too, but I'm just saying like you're saying you see it as actual the fucking notes <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? in that's your head that's fucking crazy that's yeah. what i what i figured when he started talking about how being a prodigy at, at the age of, of five on the drums like some people just you know they it can come to them and it comes in different ways um and some people they visualize the the equation um and then just like he does and then he programs it and then lets lets it go yeah. that's just and, and then um, I just want to just uh, for clarification, um, even at five years old as the drummer, um, I was accompanying my dad. My dad was a guitarist and a singer. Oh. So on all, on all of his gigs, I was the kid playing the drums. Dude, so I wish I met your dad. Man, he's a marine. He's yeah. a postman. He's a pastor. Yeah. He's a good musician. Yeah. He was he's a, a great man. He was man. a gifted man, and, yeah. and he was a lefty. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, and he shares the same name as you too, right? Yeah, He's James yeah. Doggett Senior, right? Yeah, I'm Junior, and my son is the third, technically. Yeah. Oh, awesome, man! Awesome. How old your son? Um, my son is 13. He'll be 14 at the end of the year. But yeah, I have bigger kids. Wow. Does he? What, does, uh, what's he into? Um, gaming. <laughs> hey, you know what? Here's a, I was just talking about this actually in the last podcast because yeah. my. You know, my kids are all about the Fortnite, right? And, um, but my son has sensory processing disorder, so his, he's not going to have, like, a regular type of job. Um, he may, this may end up being his career, you know, doing coding or, or some kind of, you know, involvement with the gaming or whatever. So, you know, I can't really cut them off from it completely. Um, but, you know, I, I, you know, so I wanted to have some kind of, you know, experience with it. Um, what... Uh, what kind of experience are you having with uh, with your son in the in teenager the game? man? <laughs> to be honest with you, um, all he really wants to do is game. So I have to say no, son. Let's put the game up. Let's get some work done. You can go back to the game, <laughs> but you cannot brainwash yourself twenty four hours a day in this game. Yeah. So yeah. it's just teaching. You know, teaching a little discipline while letting letting him enjoy some pleasures, but I think in moderation. You know. Let me ask you, man. uh, Sorry, just a little parental thing. No, no, it's good. Um, Do you? uh, Is there like a certain time limit each day, or like certain days of the week that you allow him? Or Um, as long as he's doing well in school, and he's getting good grades and no issues. And he's getting his homework and assignments in. I, I don't I don't care. Because That's because yeah. because you have to get up in the morning at the same time regardless if you stayed up and you so the lesson is on him, you know. That's smart. Yeah. But, but you never thought about that. Hey, gaming could be a possible career in the future, man. I mean these these are athletes now with that But he's <laughs> actually serious about it. Like, oh, like yeah. so so by the way, real quick, I have three kids, right? My my son is he's the middle child. My daughter sixteen, Jada. My son James thirteen, and my baby uh, Journey. She's eight. All of them know what they want to be in life. My baby girl wants to be a teacher. My oldest girl wants to be an anesthesiologist. Wow, dude. My son wants to be a gamer. But I had to realize, James, you've got this. If that's what he wants to do, you better get in there and support him. So. 
That's what it's about. <laughs> hey, my brother's an anesthesiologist. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, man. Well, let me ask you. So, you know, this is a street art podcast, right? So let's just talk a little bit about, um, you know, what your experience is. Uh, you know, do you know anything? Yeah, you know, down like, there in... Uh, in <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember what it was again. Opalaka. There's Opalaka. a lot of graffiti, I'm sure, right? You know what I mean? But that's separate culture, basically, you know? Not in Opalaka. I not think. in Opalaka? Not, not too tough in Opalaka. No. Okay. Not even tagging? No? It's a dangerous area. It's, it's, oh, you just don't go Dude, outside? there's plenty of other dangers yeah. there. Oh, crazy, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's so crazy. Uh, where, that was not it, even... I guess in Miami? Maybe but, but, I, but I want to say this. I want to say this. It's a great city. I, I, I want to oh, lift yeah. up. I, I don't want to paint it as something that's like a, a horror story. You know, it's a lot of people that come from there and they, they go away. They do well. Some of them stay there and they, and they put love back in the community. But... Back in the days when I was growing up, um, doing the epidemic of crack cocaine, I grew up in some rough times. Yeah, that's when it was really bad. So I would mm-hmm. say that nowadays it's a lot cleaner than what I've seen in my time. So thank goodness, man. That's yeah. good, man. That's good. So not not gentrification hasn't hit yet in Opalaka, basically. Not necessarily. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, what about the Windwood Walls, man? I mean, I know that's kind of like a bougie uh, South Beach kind of thing, right? You know. I'm, yeah, it's 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 touristy. It's, yeah, if, it's, yeah. <laughs> if people don't understand, man, South Beach is like a fucking three blocks or something. you know, it's really small, man. It's you, small. You, you know what I mean? And people, it's like you get there and you imagine this huge party scene. You're like, fuck, dude. Like, no, that city hasn't been. I mean, it was kind of built in the '80s and shit. No, but but the thing about it, what it's the beachfront. That's that's what it is. Yeah, it's having this strip of clubs and bars right across the street from the actual beach yeah 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 so it's it's more of the experience than it is um yeah yeah exactly you know, if, people people don't understand that miami and miami beach are totally they're not the same they're, oh yeah completely different dude. <laughs> they're completely different places different. man i mean the same police department runs both but <laughs> it's because they don't culture, need culture mr culture shock and 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 difference i mean you pretty much just gotta drive across this one straight ass bridge into uh, Miami Beach, right? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And then pretty much you see all the fucking sky rise. You know why there's only one police department? They don't need to do anything on, on that side. <laughs> pretty much. You, you know what I mean? Bro, I'm, I'm, just, I'm joking, but you, you, you know what I mean? I'm just saying, like, it's it's like so separated in terms of, like, the wealth. You, you know what I mean? And you go to Miami, people approach you in Spanish, man. Like, it's like fucking South America uh, out there. You, you know certain what I mean? Certain neighborhoods, yes. true. Yeah, yes, true. certain neighborhoods. That's true. Yeah, you know, but then you got like Star Island, you know, where it's just. I never heard of Star Island. Star Island is um, basically this little island that uh, you get yeah. onto from a bridge, mm-hmm. and it's you know just all these big mansions of all the celebrities. It's yeah. like the Hamptons o- of. Oprah uh, owns a house over there. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Where's Mar-a-Lago, man? Just curious. I've never. I'm, you hear it all. You know, is it? That's that's the Florida Keys. Oh, it's on the Keys. Okay. Okay. Great. Right. I'm not sure exactly yeah. where Mar-a-Lago is. Um, and now that Trump owns it, I could give a shit. <laughs> um, yeah, you man. know what? To be honest, when that hurricane was uh, coming in, um, the uh, Hurricane Dorian, and there was a possibility of it you know, hitting Mar-a-Lago. Mm. For a brief moment, I'll be honest, there was a brief moment where 
I was like, yeah, <laughs> hit that place. You know, but you don't want to wish it bad, no, bad dude, upon no, anybody. No, no, this is no, a brief man, moment. If anything, Trump would benefit from it. He'd get insurance money. <laughs> the only people are going to suffer are the people that are working there that have to clean up the fucking mess. But you know, so yeah. I hey, let tell that me. one go. <laughs> no, but that's 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 truthful. Hey, tell me, tell me about the, uh, uh, you know, the, <coughs> excuse me, like, you know, the uh, Latin scene is big there, right? So it's th- huge. They, they did, um, you know, it's weird because there's like a lot of DJs that uh, go through Miami and then you got to play like interesting style of music too because it's like, uh, they have like, you told me about a new style of music called Soca basically too, right? Yeah, yeah. Soca is more of a... Um it has an island twist to it. Yeah, it's, it's basically like, for me, I kind of saw it as like reggaeton, but in it's kind of like Caribbean style reggaeton, dude. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's like a, like I said, island flavor, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of interesting. They have oh, I'm sure I like it. I, I like island music. So. No, but technically, and um, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, a lot of people are using that influence in their current music they're just not calling it that because it's the music business but it's already influences of that genre and current hits and yeah 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 like that bad bunny shit yeah that new drake song is uh <laughs> yeah. but yeah man i mean um you know but back to what i was saying is that like it's just good to uh, when you're a musician man to actually just say you're a full-on musician and then really it's just kind of like the base theory man a lot of people you know they say they're electronic djs and then they've never played a fucking analog instrument in their life you know what i mean nothing that makes actual sound by itself you know what i mean and i think like you know um oh you know what's really cool and i, I i'm glad i thought of this man and this has to do with uh the trumpet and also street art graffiti man so i just want to tell you about this community so i i saw you know drew Drew, the graffiti artist, OG Drew. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what's so cool, man? The other day, he posted up um, something on his feed saying, like, hey, man, my, my, my son needs a trumpet, and uh, it's this much money, man. If you donate, I'm going to hit you back with some art or some, something like that. And then within, like, fucking 15 minutes, man, bam, dude. I, I mean, we, I donated some uh, to him to get him that trumpet as, from the show, basically, too, yeah. man. But that's fucking... That, that's what I'm talking about, about this little community, you know what I mean? It's like super yeah, well, supportive uh, people, man. Jesse, well, Drew um, is, dude, that dude's a hard worker, man. That dude is out there doing things for other people uh, when they need help, too. And especially if someone like a, a graffiti writer passes away or whatever, like, you know, he's all about trying to help getting everything organized. And, um, and I love the guy. The dude it, it spent some hard time, you know, in the pen. Um, but uh, he came out of there, and right now I just I love what he's doing. You know what I mean? So that's why that happened. That happened. He got that trumpet financed so quickly because the people know that, you know, he busts ass for everybody else as well. Well, so, I mean, for me, man, I was just like, hey, man, if a young boy wants to get a musical instrument, man, and then two hundred fifty dollars is fucking standing between this young kid's like musical dream, man, like, I fucking gladly support that shit, man, you know what I mean, because it's like, there's nothing that'll pull you away from the dangers of street like music, man, right, would you say so? I would, music (laughs) saved my life, it did, so. Yeah, and then, but you know what, it's weird, because let's go back to, we were saying, once you become on the professional level of musicians, man, there is a lot of, like, uh, 
like I said, egos, you know what I mean? And it's because, uh, you know, musicians and all artists, they deal with a lot of rejection a lot of times, I feel like, you know what I mean? And it's not just in music, it's in uh, visual art, it's in, you know... Or I'm sure, you know, they went through a bunch of horrible, you know, situations and experiences to get where they are. And, you know, they want other people, if they're going to get there, then they feel like they should have to run the game, but two, instead of being helped out, like they weren't helped out themselves <laughs> or something, right? Yeah, people think their resume is their list of traumatic events that's happened to them in life. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know what I mean? But, hey. Um, I got a question for you. So, you, uh, I remember you said you kind of started off with playing the drums. Um, what was the next instrument after that? Uh, keyboards and piano, yeah. Okay, then after the so drums and keyboards, what was the next one? bass guitar well trumpet I mean it's just like there's a room full of like it's like different weapons man and you just pick it up one day and you're like I want to learn this today now I wish I had that luxury <laughs> luxury of talent man. well I mean so my music teacher in elementary school his name was Tom Baggett and he invested in us so much he had a music room with every instrument you can think of Awesome. So after school, he didn't mind us just coming in his classroom and banging on any instrument of our choice. He had the patience. And obviously, because I was a little kid with experience playing in church, I was a little bit more advanced than the other kids. So I learned how to sight read and how to play multiple instruments in elementary school. Wow. And then I went to a magnet school um, for art, musical arts um, in middle school um, as well. My elementary school was also a magnet school f for music. Mm. High school, um, I was in a marching band, a symphonic band, playing trumpet in both the lead jazz pianist and, um, well, at least those three things in high school actively. That's all awesome. Through, all throughout high school. That's cool, man. So, well, I'm saying, like, music... You know what? I, my elementary... Recently, I've been thinking about my elementary school uh, music teacher. He was, like, the dorkiest fucking... Uh, he had, like, these big rim glasses, 80s-style, like, you know, Asian guy, dude, okay? His name was... He was, like, Hawaiian or something. His name is Mr. Carineo, man. Shout out to Mr. Carineo if you're still alive, man. And you know what, man? It's so funny because everybody used to, like, make fun of this guy. But the fact that I still remember his fucking name, dude, okay, you, you, you know what I mean? And I, I just remember, it's like when you're a kid, like, you know, everybody owes you something, right? You know what I mean? And if, like, the teacher's not uh, the super coolest man, like, uh, he, you know, you're just going to rebel against him, you know what I mean? But this guy exposed me to, like, stuff, like, I would have never exposed to. Like, you know, just growing up an Asian kid in uh, L.A., just especially when you're in elementary school, we never listened to any Western music at all, man. So, you know, I, I, I really didn't listen to the fucking Beatles until I was, uh, um, I was about uh, in fifth grade, you, you know what I mean? So when I had elementary school... Uh, even in music class, man, I actually didn't ha listen to the Beatles because I guess Mr. Carino wasn't a Beatles fan or something. <clears throat> but, you know, he, he introduced us to Beach Boys and all this, like, soul music, Marvin Gaye. And, you know, we would have music class, man. We would all go in there and sing, you know what I mean, for an hour. And, you know, in retrospect, it's, like, awesome. Do they still do that, Teach, with the... I, I can't imagine they do that anymore. No. Uh, my, my kids have a, a music teacher, actually, uh, like a singing teacher they, mm. they just sing they don't have all the instruments or anything like that um 
but she's really pretty, so <laughs> my son is all about <laughs> But this is not at the, uh, okay, it's not, I'm just saying, it's not the regular curriculum, basically, right? No, they, they, they don't have uh, hardly any arts. Um, they only have PE. Uh, <laughs> Let them loose one and day a week. get rid of all the energy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's uh, kind of sad what um, schools have you know, become. Um, and the only reason why this particular school works is because there's a lot of uh, parents volunteering at the school. So, um, you know, it's completely different than what I grew up with in, in uh, Florida. Um, but uh, so when you, you, uh, you graduated high school, right? I did. How am I like senior high? Did, um, did you go to any kind of a, a music instruction school or anything like that? Well, I went to college after high school. I just didn't grow away. I stayed in Miami because I was a working musician. Yeah. And, you know, I started a family at a young age as well. I got married and had kids at 24. So, you know, um, but I did. I went to Miami-Dade College. Um, nice. Where I studied uh, music education, but my primary was music business with uh, Professor Steve Roystein, Miami-Dade College. It's okay. cool that they actually have some courses. I was like, yeah. damn, I wish I would have done something. I'm like swinging in the dark all the time, man. I mean, at the end of the day, man, the music business is not something you can learn. Uh, I mean, r you get a sense for it maybe in a class or something like that, but the perils that <laughs> you'll meet in the music industry, man, like... You know, people don't understand. Music actually is deeply involved in just the underground, like, crime scene and everything. A lot of times events and things are funded by bad people, man. Y oh, you yeah. know what I mean? I like, know, honestly. I've been a part of that as well myself. And that's been the case since the beginning beginning of, uh, like, blues and jazz, man. I mean, y you know, there's, there's all those, like, poor neighborhoods, and it's just like, hey, musicians, they got to work. One thing I think that's kind of like we've been... Uh, uh, it's changed. It's like, dude, musicians you used to be a professional, respectable person as a musician. You wore a suit, you know. I mean, because you're not a you're not a bum. You're you're a professional, you know. What I mean, you're an entertainer. I, yeah, you're an entertainer. You know. What I mean, it's just like it was like a proud thing. You know. What I mean, I think like that has definitely diluted in American culture quite quite a bit. You know. What I mean, like uh, people when I think of think of musicians, they think a lot of times they think of like, oh, you know, you know what I mean, like. Like starving artist or something. Yeah, or or like dirty grunge grunge guy. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like, but but like I said, it's not. I mean, um, I got a question for you. So you you went to the um, to the college yes. and 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 studied music there. Yes. Um, do you feel like you got a lot out of that? Um, from a theory standpoint, yes. See, for me, if I can understand what I'm doing from a mental standpoint, the body will follow. So. I got the proper teaching in theory okay. that I needed to make to start applying it. Okay, so you you were already working, you were doing gigs and stuff. I was. What was like the biggest you, gig you had done up to that point, like when you uh, started uh, the college school um, art? I mean, the college musician music school. I had already been on um, a, a major show, um, doing some backing for um there was a guy um play, a lot of artists like um mike phillips um he's a sax player um 
I've did stuff with, you know, I don't like to name. I know. I, 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 I to, tried. I was gonna say, don't feel like you had a name, but just like yeah. you've done, you already done some big shows. I, I, I was already a, an accomplished musician on a local level. Yeah, you okay. know, that's the thing people don't understand, man. There's like, there's levels to this game, and there's levels to each level too. You know what I mean? Because you can be, you know, and it's really just about whenever young artists or DJs or musician <clears throat> they come to me, they they they're like. They'll, they'll ask me, hey, who's your favorite DJ or who's your favorite whatever? And, you know, I always know that it's like they're like earlier on in their musical career because like, you know, um, a lot of times it's like it's about that long career, you know, um, you know, doing it for 30 years, being a professional. You, you, you know what I mean? And um, I kind of lost my point, but but I got another question for, for J.D. So um, once you uh, finish the the, the music college um like uh f from that point when how much how long did it take before you weren't just a local like before you started doing you know well, across I'm, the country I'm, stuff? I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you um and it's sad to say this but it's the truth um i never gave myself a real opportunity to pursue more it's mm -hmm. when i moved to la honestly my career took off in ways that I had never imagined. Dude, being there, showing up is part of the thing, you know. And if you're in a location that has, you know, the the opportunities yeah. to make the biggest difference. And the main thing is, like, you know, a lot. I'm telling you, a lot of people have told me like uh, failure of moving, like coming to LA and not being able to like succeed. This guy, like, honestly, I just he's like. Yeah, I pretty much, you know, he's so talented, man. He just that. Yeah, but you know, sometimes he, he, that doesn't yeah. cover it. You know, you can be the most talented person, but if you don't, if you're not hooked up with the right people. You're right, you're right. right. Exactly. You're, you're screwed. Exactly, because, uh, you know, and and again, I was just saying, it's just, it's really about that longevity of career, because it's like, all right, you hit this big project today. Um, you, you know, I always say to everybody, and then? Yeah, you, you know, what's next? And then? <laughs> you know, you did this. All right, and then and then what are you gonna do? You, you know, what I mean, like you hit the biggest stage, it's like. You, well, you know, some you know. people think that these days, you know, we don't necessarily need to to be somewhere, you know, because you can be on on Instagram, you can be on Facebook, or whatever, and you can have a presence in other places. But when it comes to uh, you know to to music, not necessarily so. That's true. Yeah. You gotta yeah. actually, you gotta actually be here. You gotta, you know be able to go and hang out with somebody and, and make music with them and everything. I agree. Do you listen to classical music, J.D.? I do. You I do? Love, interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay. I, I actually, um, I was formerly trained classically. Interesting. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm just saying, like, but but when you're when you're having, like, a cocktail or you're, you know, I don't know if you smoke, but basically, you know, you're just relaxing. Sometimes that I do, yeah. Sometimes? Okay. Yeah. Um, what is it called? Do you, what kind of, uh, uh, you know, what's your go-to? Is it all usually jazz men or, uh, you, you know, I mean, like, you know, who's, it, who's, who's like, like I said, just like your go-to playlist, man, on Spotify? Uh, or yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, so, although jazz is the, it's the package, it's, it's what we put out there, um, I like to just call myself a musician. Because whatever the gig calls for, I, I could for sure uh, multi-genre anything. So I wouldn't say jazz is my favorite. I like other more structured genres of music. I like mm. house. I like mm. EDM. Oh, I like, yeah. So I don't 
I don't For like sure. to say that I'm a jazz musician. I like to say that I'm a master musician. Mm, I like that. I like that, man. Well, that makes sense, absolutely. Yeah. What was, uh, what was the first country other than the United States that you played in? The first country I played in was Jamaica. Two, 2010 uh, Jazz and Blues Festival on the big stage. Nice, nice. Who, uh, who were, you, were you just there by yourself? Or? No, I was with a local group from Miami, um, a group called Endless Possibility, John Saxon Endless Possibility. So what it is is um, it's this band, just instrumentalists, and we, we, we used to rock stages, man. Um, so we won this band competition, and they flew us to Jamaica, to to play along start um, excuse me alongside of the stars all expenses paid because we were just some desperate bold kids and we actually won the the competition that's awesome <laughs> that's a great story dude that's awesome man well we pretty much what about after Jamaica where what was your next well it started that's when it started taking all those little so, islands so I'm gonna be honest with you guys and so I'm a late bloomer and 2010 is when I first visited any other countries, and it was when I first got a passport. So my traveling and stuff is very, I'm saying traveling abroad sure. to international places. It's not that that long at all, so I'm grateful for every opportunity that I've had in this window because it's all new. I see. I see. I Definitely, see. man. But, you know, what made the difference, though, was he took the leap. He came out here, put himself in the devil's den, and the, the, the big, den, you know, the big pond, you know, where all the big fish are and everything. Um, but that's that dude, you know, to make it in in the music business the way you're making it, there's no other way. Dude, <laughs> but, I got all but, the respect in the world for you, man. That's uh, especially but, with a family. Like yeah. I don't think people, you know, that, that don't have kids or wife or anything can even begin to understand the kind of you know uh risks and you know chances you're taking um by doing something like that you know it's one thing hey you know if you're single you know you got any kids to worry about or whatever sure you know i'm gonna go hang out in la you know sleep on some couches and you know wait for my break to happen and everything but <laughs> you know you already had the kid and everything you already you've already got a family going and everything so dude that's mad props for for making that step and, and and making it happen, dude. But you know, if if I could if I could just um, go a little deeper in what made me just jump from the leg ledger from the bridge, it was um, around 2015. Um, I had gone through a terrible divorce um, of 11 years. I, I was married. Anyway, um, once that dissolved um, and me picking my life back up, I had a decision to make, James. You can either move to L.A. and invest in yourself or you can. So I chose to jump off the bridge to new territory and it worked. So once again, I'm, music saved your life. Right? Yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> it did. And but if, if I could just um, if I could say this real quick. Um, so there's a, um, a producer friend of mine. Um, his name is Ken Chow. On, on the last album that we did, um, Phenomenon, he played an intro a very intricate part of the total production of of that effort and I would be remiss if I didn't give him credit because oh, the yeah. song that you played he produced 
So, um, shout out to Ken Chow. Oh, yeah. Ken was our producer that one time, too. Remember? Um, but anyways, all right. Awesome, man. Well, dude, thank you for, for coming in the studio with us today, man. And uh, I just appreciate you, man. I'm looking forward to debuting. Next time we have our track together, man. Like, it's too early to debut it now. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> but anyways, all right, guys. Take care. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, follow us at PTTP Show on Instagram and uh, at LA Street Art Gallery and check out all the uh, different street art. Um, and uh, James, is there a, can we follow you anywhere, man? Yes, um, Instagram, uh, James Dawkins Music. James Dawkins, that's D-A-W-K-I-N-S? Yes, one word together, no spaces, no dashes. James Dawkins Music on Instagram. That's right, man. Just give him a follow and uh, give us a follow and uh, leave us a review. Um, on iTunes if you can and thank you very much guys um, peace